talk lines open now at 247-2000. Hello, 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 and welcome to the First City Forum, brought to you by Providence Properties in Southeast Alaska, or the Phoenix. I'm your host, the one and only Joe Williams, and I am so excited. There's so many things happening this weekend. The, the holidays are here. I'm ready to drop it like it's hot, hot, hot at the Cabaret K-Funk Dance Party. It's going to be so much fun. We're doing an original Christmas song. We've got prizes. Um, uh, the Cabaret is doing a special lobster ravioli with the vodka sauce it's gonna be some spectacular stuff but welcome to queer talk wednesday where we talk about things that affect the lgbt plus community here in ketchikan and around southeast and just and just and all kinds of things really the this, this show's really just about being here living in our truth and and speaking on things from the perspective of just who we are because we're just regular people Heck yeah. We, we might be a little bit better than than, than, than most, but we're just going. <laughs> no, I don't really think that. I, at least not because I'm queer. <laughs> so uh, I'm in the studio right now with my good friend, Ryan McHale, the creator and founder of Loud and Queer Magazine. And I'm so excited to have him on every Wednesday. It's always such a good conversation. Ryan, how are yeah, you? I'm doing well. You know, yesterday was solstice and today's a bright sunny day. So I'm excited to like bring more light into my life. Uh, excited for longer days to come. I feel like it's so apropos that yesterday was solstice and today is like the sunniest day we've had right. in what, a week? <laughs> yeah. um, oh, by the way, shout out to my little sister. Today is her 25th birthday. Oh. My baby is growing up so fast. Happy I can't birthday. believe it. I love you, Gabrielle. If you ever hear this broadcast, well, she probably won't, but it's, it's, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, so do you have any holiday plans? Yeah, so um, my one of my good friends who recently moved from Ketchikan, Sandra, uh, she's coming back for the holidays and staying here for New Year's, so I'm excited to have her. And then um, my uh, roommate, her family's here, so we're spending some time with them, too. Um, but really just staying here in Ketchikan, hanging out with friends. Very nice. Yeah. I'm really excited. So I don't know if you know who Jen Tucker is. Uh, I probably do. So Jen Tucker is a woman here in town and she does this really great uh misfits christmas eve dinner nice. so every year she throws this big feast for all the uh the people in ketchikan who are here away from their families people who don't necessarily have someone to to be with on on christmas day or christmas eve and she does a big dinner every christmas eve and let me tell you something it is spectacular. <laughs> My first time ever having moose was there. It's tender. It's flavorful. She has a full spread. And all she wants you to bring is yourself and any friend that you have uh, who doesn't have family here that, that day. And there's so many of us who aren't from Ketchikan, who are maybe thousands of miles away from our families. And, and, and I love that there are people in this community like Jen who, uh, who really give of their space, give of their hearts, give of their family and, and, and their time to include others in in their celebrations because that's yeah. really what the holiday is all about, right? Definitely. It is true. Ketchikan's like an island of misfit toys, right? A, a lot of times I've heard that if uh, if you end up here, it's because... Uh, Right. You, you don't really fit other places. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, seriously. And then Ketchikan definitely picks and chooses its people. I know people who will tell you, oh, I hate Ketchikan and this and that and the other. And I'm just like, mm, what's wrong with you? I'm just saying. <laughs> it's when, like a litmus test. Whenever, if you can survive in Ketchikan. Whenever I hear that, I'm like, you don't like Ketchikan? There's, you must have something going on. Maybe <laughs> maybe we shouldn't be, be, be speaking right now. <laughs> so, uh, so. 
It's the holidays. Christmas Eve is coming up. Christmas Day is this weekend. This this is happening in like three days. I can't believe it. This year has gone by so fast. And then New Year was right around the corner. What are your New Year's manifestations? What are you working on for 2022? You know, I was I was reflecting a little bit yesterday for the solstice, sort of like what this past year has been for me, and it's been sort of a tough year. Um, have had a lot of like loss of loss of loved ones this mm-hmm. year, um, but one of my goals this year was to uh, keep learning, yes. um, and that's always a goal um, each year. But that's something that I want to work towards next year as well. This year, I learned how to dive. Um, wow. I got my dive cert uh been learning how to climb uh i recently learned how to carve um so that's been great so i think that that's something that i want to keep working towards is like new things and and expanding my mind right expanding the the the, the mind and building upon those skills and just yeah. and, and just learning things to teach the younger generation oh. you know what i mean mm-hmm. just different things like that i'm really excited this year to just work on increasing what my I just want to increase what my purpose is. I want to live in my full purpose and do what it is I'm supposed to be doing. So this year, um, I so I actually started doing this show this year. I started working at the station this year. I started doing this show, putting myself out there in more of, of a of a way, using my 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 voice and my presence, and which is the goal for for me. I, I uh, for me, my goal in life is to be able to use my presence and my personality and, and my and, and my voice and my being in my light to uh, to spread joy to the world and to bring expression to the world and to bring people to the forefront who may not be seen otherwise and that's yeah. really what I feel like my goal is is to be a, a light to shine upon people and a light to to, to bring people out of dark places yeah. and I feel like every year that happens a little bit more for me. So I'm just excited to see what the next year brings yeah, in that regard. It's great to see you grow, Joe. That's awesome. I really love it a lot. And then uh, learning, of course, I'm all... So this year, I've rekindled my love for books. Oh, yeah. Um, I just dropped by Parnassus and I ordered the uh, the, the book, The Body Keeps the, Keeps the Score. I hear it's a phenomenal book. It came up four different times last week on the show with different guests and just different people in my life in general. So I'm excited to dig into that one. And so I'm excited to to to, to read more, yeah. to learn more, to experience more, and just to express more and more. You know, I just got a book last night from the library. Shout out to Ketchikan Public Library for having amazing books. <laughs> Including Loud and Queer Magazine. <laughs> yes. Um, well, I ended up getting a queer book from them called The Song of Achilles. Tell me about um, it. My little sister actually told me about it, and my roommate uh, Nate uh, had had read it. So uh, it is basically going off the Iliad and the uh, and Troy, right? The war, ancient ancient Greek war, um, and uh, so it's Achilles and Patroclus, and it really talks about their childhood, growing up, and becoming lovers. And oh. it's it's great. It's this little queer novel that I'm reading through. Last night I got through like 80 pages. It's probably like for young adults, but mm-hmm. I don't care. It's it, to see any type of that representation. I, I love it. I see a CW adaptation coming along. Oh, could you imagine? I could. You know, I'm always interested to see the history of like the ancient Greeks and the ancient Romans and just how queer they were and, yeah. just, and just how and just how open that society was about the different aspects of of 
of life. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I took a queer history class in uh, my undergrad, and uh, what, what was really amazing about this class was understanding that throughout time, our understandings of gender and sexuality have changed. Mm-hmm. And, and in like, in let's say, what was it? It was like 1890s, early 1900s Germany. They were actually performing. Uh, uh, sex change operations for for people that are uh, or that were transgender, wow. um, and and there was really actually a lot of uh, o- openness in uh, Weimar Germany towards uh, I guess queer people and, and trans trans people as well. So that was something that was really interesting to learn, and then learning how different gender roles and and ways that we present our gender changes throughout time. So understanding that it is flexible, right? That nothing is concrete. So then we can sort of break out of this idea that things are because they are, but understanding that the only reason that things are is because we think they are, right? That it's all social construct. And I feel like the 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 roles, uh, like uh, I feel like gender roles and 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 uh, the the acceptability of different sexualities and things, they they, they it goes in ebbs and flows. Yeah. It goes through t- through periods of time where sometimes it's more acceptable, sometimes it's more understood, and then it becomes less acceptable and less yeah. understood. And that can be kind of I think correlated to to different religious sects coming through yeah. and doing things in different ways of life, different. Um, just different eras of how people are living at the time. And I find that very interesting that you, you look at, you'll find uh, uh, stories on the, in the tombs of, of uh, same sex lovers who, who had full lives and, and had power and status and, and uh, ancient Rome and ancient Greek, Greece and, and just different things. There's um, a funny joke among uh, like the archeology span meme pages that I'm on and, or ancient history meme pages and throughout history, uh, a lot of our own biases that we have in contemporary time get then reflected in on how we're viewing the past, right? Uh, so uh, throughout history, there's a lot of, uh, I guess, anthropologists or archaeologists, historians that view queer relationships and they just like write it off as being friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, th- there's a, a way of queering uh, history or reading a, through a queer lens that I really appreciate. Um, and this is is a way to actually interpret text and read beyond what's written or what you see. And it's going back and queering history and not saying necessarily that these people are gay or are lesbian or queer um, in one way or another, but saying that there's a possibility there mm-hmm. um, because it, it isn't so clear cut all the time to just say that people that lived their entire lives together, um, never marrying and lived in the same home and shared a bed, mm-hmm. right? Weren't queer, right? Is, is completely, it, it, it's not the full story. Um, one thing that, that surprised me is I read a book called Charity and Sylvia, and it takes place in early Republic, um, so around 1800. And it's these two women that lived in the frontier of Vermont at that time. And their community uh, understood that these women were married in every sense except the sacrament, right? Mm. But they understood that these women loved each other, they cared for each other, they shared a house. Um, but because they lived in a community that was on the frontier, their community accepted them for who they were and what they contrib- contributed to their town. So they sewed, they taught uh, uh, in, in the schools as well. So it was really cool to see how our understanding of sexuality is ch- has 
been different, right? And that like their relationship was accepted because instead of seeing them as who they were sexually, their town saw them as what they contributed to society, which was super cool. Yes, yes, and 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 in the vein of looking beyond the uh, lens, the the uh, the Sesame Street characters, Bert and yeah, Ernie came in, right? into yes, mind. That's reading like, it through a queer lens. Like exactly. yes, they 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 were sleeping in that bed every night. They loved each other. They had. I know a couple here in town who remind me of Bert and Ernie. <laughs> Shout out to Cedric and Anthony. They they have all those chickens and things up on Carlana. The <laughs> uh, fabulous, fabulous people. So let's get right yes. into uh, this. The, the latest fall 2021 issue of Loud and Queer magazine. Uh, it has the, the black cat on the front page sitting on the white pumpkin. Cover artwork by Krista Nicole, uh, pronouns she, her, uh, which I love this issue because it really goes into breaking down what pronouns are, what pronouns mean, why pronouns are important yeah. because they are, and, and, and just how people are identifying. It breaks them down. It goes into what is lesbian, what is gay, what is bisexual, pansexual, asexual, aromantic, demisexual, polyamorous, polysexual. There's so many different things. And these are, and these are just a few. Yeah, but, exactly. But it's, 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 always, it's always expanding the, the understanding of what sexuality is. And even as people sort of even as the vocabulary is created yeah. and people hear these these words and, and they feel like yes this is how I feel this explains what I've been going through because there's there's so there's such a limit to our to our vocabulary mm. especially in terms of, of, of queerness and, 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 and queer spaces because it was so taboo for so long yeah. that there are people who just don't know who they are they have no words to express how they feel and and, and things like this really help to bring that out and Definitely. help to and help to help people express themselves and their truest sense. Yeah, you know, I was just talking about this with a friend um, is that these understandings too of sexuality primarily are about us identifying each other, right? That like, um, if if we don't have, I guess, the uh, description or the label to identify ourselves, we do we, we can't build coalitions, right? We mm. can't come together in solidarity to support one another and that's basically like these identities beyond being sexual are also important for us to come together and recognize one another, yes. right? Because there is this understanding that if, if you are alone, you can't demand change. But if you can build solidarity with others like you and, and find that support and that strength, then you are in a position to demand change, right? And that's what, that's like what we're doing. That's how we got the non-discrimination ordinance passed, right? Yes. Um, so trying to trying to build this community um, and, and allow this community to see itself throughout Southeast Alaska and Alaska in, in general, right? That, that's what we're trying to get at here. Yeah, speaking of the non-discrimination ordinance, let's give a major shout out to Trailblazers, Tommy and Steven. Uh, 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 Varela. Varela Cossack. We yeah. love them. And they are... They, I mean, honestly, Ketchikan icons. Yo, right? Honestly, Ketchikan queer icons. Like, they literally made legislation happen. Yeah. Like, it really, it was the catalyst for both that. I think that was also the, the that protest was the catalyst for the zine as well. As yes. That, that gave me that, that feeling that, oh, wow, you know what? There's... There's a lot of, of people in the LGBTQ plus community here, and there's a lot of allies. And that, that event allowed me to see 
that for the first time, right, in one place. Yes. So that that was me being like, oh my god, we need to share this with people, right? Yes. That like that we exist here, and and that was sort of the the drive for the zine. It definitely showed me the support that we have here in this community. I was really shocked. I, so I live just up the hill on Dunton, mm-hmm. and the protest was very close to where I, I live. So I could hear it happening on my back porch. I remember it was a really sunny day, and I was sitting on my back porch with some friends. We were just all hanging out. And as the protest is going on, I'm hearing it. I'm, I, it's, 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 it's going down. It's happening. But I was nervous to, to go down there. I wasn't yeah. sure if, if I would go down there because I... I didn't know if we had the support I'd, and, and just hearing the, 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 the cheers, hearing the, the, the voices and hearing the, the, the people who I know aren't queer, who are just allies and they just yeah. the, 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 the sheer number of allies that I heard, it really gave me the, the, the motivation and, and the comfortability to just go down there and show my, my support there. And, yeah. and, and I know that there are a lot of people here who have always supported me and, I, and I've always been open with my truth here in, in town. So I know that there are people who are, who are supportive of, of queer spaces, but I just didn't know the, the sheer breadth of it, of, of right. it all. Yeah, I know. I think that was a very powerful moment for for a lot of us, right? Definitely, definitely. Yeah. I mean, shout out to Ketchikan. I know. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. So good. So I want to talk about a few of the artists who have contributed to this issue of Loud and Queer magazine, including the phenomenal Thomas Brooks. We love yes, him. Yes, his photography is amazing. He's phenomenal. His yeah. style. He's, just, he's such a little... He's so cute. You know, I was looking through some of the photos that he's he's done recently, and he makes it look like He's not in our town, right? Like yeah. I looked at one point, I'm like, "What city is he in right now?" And, and he's like, right here in Ketchikan. Ketchikan. There is a photo in here he took of Imani. I don't remember her last name. Imani I met Ray. Her, Imani Ray, where it looks. I mean, she, it's it's right? something from Vogue it's magazine. Captivating. I know. It's that's something what I was from thinking Vogue too. Magazine. It's, I was creating this page, and I was like, "This looks like a high class magazine." Oh yes, it's it's the it's the golden amber of the hair. It's the, the it's the makeup. It's the smolder. It's yes. the it's the mug, honey. The mug. She's she's serving, she's giving, and Thomas Brooks, also Ketchikan icon, right? Icon, icon, and the making. And let's talk about uh, uh, Doctor Snow, who also contributed an article to this uh, magazine. I want to talk to Doctor Snow yeah. and, and have her on here because Definitely. that I would love to have her on. I'm always. I'm always in awe of people who live their truth as trans members of the community and just really go out there and give it, especially respected uh, members of the of the of the community. Uh, and I want to really have her on here and talk about her experiences and her truths because I can never speak from the trans perspective because I'm I'm not trans, you aren't yeah. trans, and so and so that's definitely a different side of, of of everything that needs to be expressed more and explored more because I feel like it's the most misunderstood of the queer space. Yeah, I think a lot of um i guess a lot of people could could learn a lot more about being trans right and 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 that helps build that compassion and understanding um to help support um you know one thing that i've really loved is uh seeing the trans flag from uh the sailboat and thomas basin shout out to naomi spar we love her uh it is something that is so cool and i've seen people post photos of it as well that it's something to it, it that makes me proud when i sit sit in the New York cafe and look out and see that flying in Thomas Basin. 
Naomi is such a queen. Yes. She's so unapologetic. She's out there just yes. giving. She's serving looks. Yes. She's serving attitude. She will. No, I love her so much. She's in a beautiful dress with skirt, uh, riding around on that little motorcycle yes. thing. I live for Naomi Spar. Shout out to Queen Naomi. Um. So and so this uh this issue also goes into deep topics like uh like access to abortion mm-hmm. and different things of that nature, which. These things are so important. It's so important because, and th- and this is, is a hot button topic. It's a hot button topic because there are people who who have the who have the I, I, the ideal of of oh a life is a life and this and that. But then we get into places like Texas where you can literally be jailed for having an abortion, even if it's needed to save your own life. Yeah, and and then other community members can. Uh basically get a bounty for reporting you, right? $10,000 for reporting anyone that aids or assists in someone getting an abortion, which is is crazy. And, and what Hannah's article um, goes into here is how uh, access to abortion um, and, and health services, uh, that this, this attack goes beyond, um, our conversations need to go beyond just uh, cisgender women um, but they need to also include anyone who can get pregnant, and that is trans men and, and folks that are non-binary. Let's read the article verbatim here. Um, the, the article reads, How to Have an Inclusive Conversation About Abortion Access. When we have conversations about abortions, women are often at the center of that conversation, which is understandable. Abortion bans are a deliberate and calculated attack on women's rights. There's no denying that the intention behind every protest outside of an abortion clinic, every piece of legislation trying to ban abortion, and ultra-conservative judges or for the Supreme Court is our country's way of limiting a woman's freedom. The problem is, the conversation should not end with women. Women's rights are the starting point, but not the whole picture. There are so many people who are not women that need access to safe and affordable abortions. And you can and you can uh, read the, the the whole thing in Loud and Queer magazine. And then Hannah's artwork is so well said too. And then Hannah's artwork for it is amazing. And it really breaks down what she means by yeah. women aren't the only ones who need access to safe exactly abortions. It goes into women with uteruses, men with u- u- uteruses, people with unwanted pregnancies, and on. I mean, yeah. and and this and this space, and I love that she that she included this this illustration here. My stutter's acting up, uh, uh, and and I love that she added that, and just to give full context to what she's talking about, because some people just may not understand. Yeah, some exactly. people just may not understand. So, and that, and that's the beauty of this magazine. That's the beauty of Loud and Queer. It's just to exp- and really any form of literature. It's just to expand the mind. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, get a gain a deeper understanding a new of, perspective. Of, of of human beings and human human life. Exactly. All right, so that's that's what we'll talk about there for Loud and Queer magazine. So, I want to talk a little bit more about the holidays. I yeah. mean, 
like like we were talking about earlier, Christmas Eve is this Friday. Christmas uh, Day is this Saturday. The K Funk uh, Christmas Dance Party is Thursday. Don't miss so it. Excited. Not nine until eleven. I've got my costume. It's so cute. Ooh. I've got so I'm gonna I'm basically a giant elf. <laughs> <laughs> You're a I'm very gonna, tall elf. I'm gonna post the uh, picture on my Facebook today, and, and you guys will see exactly what I mean. Uh, but I'm basically a, a giant elf. It's gonna be so much fun. So are there any uh, holiday traditions that you had growing up that you really miss or that you look forward to uh, continuing on this year? Like foods? Yeah. Um, you know, one thing that it, I guess maybe is a, is a new tradition um, is since moving to Ketchikan, I think the solstice has been something that's been very important yes. for me, right? Is moving moving towards, uh, I guess, lighter days, brighter days. And um, it started with, with Hannah, actually, of uh, writing down your intentions for the new year yes. um, and, and reflecting on the past and then uh, then wrapping that uh, in t- with twine around a Yule log. And so we gather everyone's intentions, wrap it around the log, and then burn the log. Um, and yes. it, it's something really wholesome to do is just sit around and, and have a fire, right? Reflect on the past year and then think towards the future. Um, but that's something I do for, for New Year's as well, like we were just talking. Uh, traditions, I guess family traditions. Um, I one thing that I am missing is just, uh, I guess having the going and cutting down the Christmas tree with my family, uh, and then maybe sitting around with the fire. Um, but I did cut down my own Christmas tree. We went down Ravilla and cut it down, which was fun. Um, tromped around in the snow. Uh, but how about you? Do you have any family traditions that, that you want to like keep on going or that you remember? It's really just food for me. Holidays for me are all about the food. It's all about the tasty morsels and just being mm. together with family. Yeah. Um. I feel like my family's sort of since the passing of my, of my grandmother this year. I feel like a lot of my my families we're just kind of everywhere now, so we're all starting our own things, yeah. which is which is good because it's allowing me to really dig into my chosen family. Mm. Chosen family here here in Ketchikan, which. The, the tradition for me for the last five years uh, of being here has been just hanging out with people who I know and love right here in the in the community from yeah. uh, from Jen Tucker's annual dinner to uh, to Cullen and Stasha's Christmas party, which has become an annual thing nice. and just different things like that. Just, just really getting into into the community and just having fun with the people who are my new chosen family. Yeah. You know, whether you're queer or not, um, it's it's hard being sometimes it's hard around the holidays because it makes it abundantly clear whether you have a good relationship with your family or not that uh, you're not there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or it, let's say you have a bad relationship with your family, you're no longer connected. Um, th- this understanding that maybe who your identity is, who you are, um, you've had to make that decision to live your true self and that's then pushed your family away. Um, so your chosen family being being really aware of that this time too is is really giving that love to your chosen family and reflecting and thanking thanking people for loving you and and, and loving them right that I, I think that's important um, like you were saying is chosen family within the queer community is really big but I think it's also important too when you live in a place where your family doesn't live is to be taken in by others and bring bring others in too yeah and just being that community for each other exactly especially during these times where you do think more about your family yeah. who maybe you you're, you're not with at the, at this moment be it because of the distance or because of 
be it because of physical distance or emotional distance, mm-hmm. or maybe they're just not here anymore. Yeah. So chosen family is definitely important. It's, it's, it's a tradition that I've looked forward to um, every year since I've been here because I do have family here, but my uncle and his wife, they don't celebrate the uh, holidays. Yeah. So, so it's, and, 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 and I very much so do. So, yeah. uh, you know, just being with my chosen family um, is just been a really big thing. So Ryan, yeah. I've created a little segment on uh, on this show called What's the Tea on Facebook. Nice. Let's hear it. And Spill the tea, Joe. Spill the tea. So in this segment, <laughs> I go through my personal Facebook page and I just read different posts and I react to them. Nice. So this story is kind of dark. It's kind of crazy. Maybe I shouldn't even talk about it. It's kind of horrific, actually. Can we talk a little bit? Maybe I got an idea. Okay. On that. So this What's the Tea, I really, I love reading through Ketchikan's drama on Facebook. Yes. It's something that I live for. It like actually gives me energy um, <laughs> because I love, I love just like just being a voyeur on, on Facebook and not commenting, but just like seeing it. There's a lot of anger, man. And it's funny. Yesterday, there was a lot of complaints around the plowing, right? And okay. the snow on the roads, right? Those people have been out there working like 24 seven on yes. the roads, right? It, I see and them like, back and forth all day. I, th- I was seeing posts that people were saying that they were out till out since four in the morning, right? They've been going crazy, um, making sure that our roads are drivable. And it was funny because this one post, uh, everyone probably knows about it if you're listening, uh, on the community cycle page was complaining about our city. So basically saying like, you need to go do something and called that the mayor. And the response is, hey, doing your job. Uh, the uh, the responses were totally not what I think this person expected. And mm-hmm. it was our community being like, hey, stop attacking our city, right? They're doing their best. Yes. Everyone's out there. Um, and some of that, I love that trauma, right? Because it's people back and forth. There's stuff that I've seen on Facebook with like, uh, like vaccines and stuff like that uh-huh. or the school board or things. And it just gives me energy to realize that that drama's not in my life. <laughs> But you get to just sit there and enjoy it with a cup of tea, honey. There is nothing like a Ketchikan Facebook dragging. It's and it's the thread is amazing, right? The thread is calling people out. Oh, oh. So uh, I think anyone who knows me has followed my actual Facebook page. You know that I've been involved in a few of these Facebook draggings, okay? (laughs) And I am not ashamed to do it. I don't do it. Uh, I don't do it. Uh, I do it sparingly. Yeah, you have to go. You have to do, you do. Uh, do because a it, lot. Because because then when you do it right, people know that oh, this is something I need to like tune into. I have to tune into it and I have to get get the, get the uh, tea. Anytime yeah. I've ever had to drag someone on on my Facebook, it's because they've done something horrible to, to me or to someone who I know and 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 love. And they always deserve it because <laughs> and no, no, Brian, they they do. They they absolutely deserve it cuz every time judge, I, jury and executioner Joe. Listen, every time <laughs> Every time I have to, I have to, to do it. I, you know, and, and I never make anything up. I'll, I'll post the exact truth. I will post the screenshots. I will post the exact conversation. Wow. Like, this is what, this is what happened. This is what this person did to, to me. Right, if you're listening, absolutely. never get on Joe's bad side. It's, it's, and if you are, at least don't message it. Well, you know, <laughs> I, I was always taught to never put anything in writing. You don't want shared across the internet. Right. You know, it's funny that all of our parents or, are the ones on that told and they're they're the ones out there writing all this stuff. No, and it's so funny. So uh, so I've been involved in a few of these Facebook dramas, and yes. where when you 
are involved in these and you call this person out, you'd be amazed the people who slide in your DM like and come they, out of the woodwork. And they've been waiting for their to their moment. They, because these to people just cut you at your knees. No, no, no right? because these people who have been called out, they didn't just attack me, Ryan. They attacked others and they had been attacking others for years. But, I, but I am the one who will call it out. Listen to me, you you bullies out there. If you're out there bullying people, just remember, keep it away from me because I'm going to call you out. And then everyone's going to give me your tea and I'm going to post that too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what I think Ketchikan needs is a theatrical reading through our Facebook comments. Oh my it God. would be amazing to just have like, so you're on stage, oh right? God. You have an audience that's in darkness and you're just the only one in light and you're just reading through. All right, we could like change names. We can just avoid people's names. I'm scrolling through my Facebook now to, and I'm hoping I can find something really yeah. quickly that we can do. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no. So there was one post I saw on Facebook, maybe... <laughs> maybe three months ago, yeah. it was a married couple and they were arguing. Okay. This was so phenomenal because their argument was so silly. I mean, shout out to, to, to you if you know who you are, but, um, it was the silliest argument and, 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 you know, it's, it's an argument that a couple would have, but it was just all over Facebook. It was a public and I didn't even, I didn't even know these people Jeez. and I was reading through. Do you think they through, were sitting in the same room just writing it or oh, they were like, Oh yes. <laughs> they like right next to each oh, other. Yes. They were definitely in the same house. <laughs> they were definitely in the same house. So the so I guess the uh the 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 uh the wife is a stay-at-home mom. Okay. The wife is a stay-at-home mom. They have like three kids, right? I want to be a stay-at-home mom. Um, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just need they, to find listen, someone listen, to pay my bills. They 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 have like three kids. Mm-hmm. So the wife's a stay-at-home mom. She's taking care of those kids all day. They're young kids. They're run bunches. They're riding on the walls. Yeah, you They're know, hopping that's around. A lot she, of unpaid labor. She has to feed them. She has to go grocery shopping. She has to make sure their school work is done she has a lot of stuff going on but the husband he works like 16 hours a day wow and he's like you know when i come home i need i I would just like my the the house clean like i don't want to have to come home after working 16 hours and and doing laundry and she's like well i'm working 16 i'm working 24 hours okay right i've got these kids talk about gender roles here i've got these kids like sure you're you're doing manual labor and things for for 16 hours per day but i am doing mental and physical labor. And she's not even getting day, paid. Every, and I'm doing this for free, okay? <laughs> okay. I need to go out on some dates. I need right. I need uh, you to come home after your 16-hour shift and help me fold this laundry. I don't care right. that you've been at work for 16 hours because I've been at work for 20 hours yeah. or 24 hours or five years. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> so this is all over Facebook? This is all over Facebook, okay? Were people like siding with one way or the other? Yes. They, everyone uh, everyone was on the woman's side. Of, nice. Of, of, of course. Good. So I'm reading through and he's like, but I, 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 oh yes. And then she's like, and then after working the the, uh, the the 16 hours, you don't even come home. Some nights you're out at the bar and then you come home wasted. And then and basically he becomes another child. Dang, because then you have to deal with him. He becomes another child and she's irritated. She's like, you know, I can't do this anymore. I want a divorce. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> this is all over Facebook? This is all over Facebook. She goes, oh, I can't, wow. She goes, I can't do this anymore. I can't take this. It's too much. Uh, I'm working my, my life a 
way. I did not sign up for this. And he goes, I'm sorry. Uh, no, no, he's not saying I'm, I'm sorry. He goes, oh, I work too. And I do this and I do that. And in my mind, the whole time I'm thinking, well, the husband works 16 hours a day. I mean, I'm sure he's at least getting some overtime pay. There's right. there's money and, and he's spending and, and, and she's saying that he's spending hundreds of dollars at the bar. So I'm thinking there's some money out there. Hire yourselves a housekeeper. Get some labor. <laughs> Hire yourselves a housekeeper. Like it will literally solve. Like I was looking through it because I like to play Doctor Drew. Oh, nice. So I was, lo- I was looking Joe, through it. Joe, you should have a, a TV show <laughs> <laughs> and calling people off of Facebook. <laughs> listen, listen. I was reading through it. And I'm like, you know. Every one of your issues would be solved if you just hired someone two, three days a week to come through, help you clean up, help you do some I laundry. Mean, maybe not a private chef. I feel like that would get a little expensive, but someone just to come by, wash the dishes after yeah. you're done. Let Back those things you. pile up for, for two days. Have someone come up and clean those dishes every two days. Help, have, have them vacuum the uh, house. Have them fold that laundry. It, it's all good. And it, and it would only cost you like 60 or 80 bucks each time so this so if your husband is spending three hundred dollars a day at the at the bar you can spend you buy three drinks for the whole bar i need to go i need to find out what bar he goes to i mean and, and you know what this could really be anybody i've been to these bars and many times and there are lots of people who do these kinds of things so this, yeah. this could have been anyone i i have no idea who these people were but they could have been anyone because i know several men who go out and they buy drinks for everyone at the bar those tabs have to be like three thousand dollars it's crazy right? the amount of tokens i have from bars where i have I'm just lots. like i can't have another drink right i have now, lots right it's crazy just like bell rings again so i'm thinking if you're spending like three four hundred dollars a day at the bar you could definitely spend three hundred, three, four hundred, about three or four hundred dollars a week on a housekeeper to keep your wife happy. Yes, yeah, Joe, this is a good idea. And you know what? And I solved all their problems right then and there. But I'm sure they didn't listen. <laughs> solved all their. Problems. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Divorce I'm sure, papers put away. I'm sure they didn't listen. But you know what? The following uh, day, the post was gone. And the following week, uh, they were back to loving each other again. Oh, and you know, that's, and that's the beauty of Facebook. You live out these dramatic moments in people's lives because everyone wants to share. Everyone wants, wants to, to be famous. And guess what? I will make you so. <laughs> <laughs> I will share your 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 Facebook posts on my own Facebook and I will egg on the tea. <laughs> I will make it all happen. Well, this has been Queer Talk Wednesday. <laughs> and what's the tea on Facebook? Uh, I want to thank you, Ryan, for coming yeah, in. I look for forward me, to Joe. our to our conversations every Wednesday on Queer Talk Wednesday. And you can pick up Loud and Queer magazine at the Ketchikan Library. Where, where else are, are, are uh, we? Yeah, it's, uh, you can uh, take it out at the Ketchikan Library, uh, UAS Library. Um, it's also throughout town. Uh, I'm actually going to be dropping some copies off at Dry Goods today, but I had some at the New York Cafe, um, Green Bean. Uh, and then we also have online versions, right? Digital versions that you can see online. And you can also print out your own at home. For free. For free. It's very exciting. And for those who want to contribute to the magazine yeah. through donations and different things like that, we have a page set up on the website, which is loudandqueercatchacan.com. Mm-hmm. Or .com. 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 And we also have a Venmo page, Loud yes. and Queer Catch a Can. Yep. Um, and if you want to contribute, uh, send us your art, your submissions. It could be uh, written. It could be uh, photography, whatever you want. Uh, send it in and we'll put it in the zine. I'm so excited. Oh, and there is a new page on the face on the 
website yeah. where you can um, sign up to have the magazine uh, sent to your community. So how, yeah. let's talk about that just so a little bit. So we are currently in, I believe, 19 communities, including Ketchikan. Um, in Southeast yes. Alaska, which is super awesome. There's about eight communities that we're still trying to get contact in and, and maybe find someone to, or, or reach out to the libraries, but they're, they're more smaller communities. Um, but uh, you can check it out on our website. It's called uh, Find a Copy. And when you click on that tab, it lists all the communities that we're in and whether it's a library or a school library, um, it lets you know where you can find a copy. Um, so that's really exciting. And then if you scroll down to the bottom of the page, um, if you're a student uh, or a librarian or just a community member that says, hey, you know what? I don't see my community listed or I don't see my library listed or my school, you can reach out and then request a copy and we'll send it. Perfect. Well, thank yeah. you, Ryan, for joining me this Wednesday, this sunny, beautiful Wednesday. I've got rehearsal for the K-Funk dance party uh, with the boys. Uh, so please do not miss the K-Funk dance party this Thursday at the Cabaret from 9 until 11. Let's warm up and drop it like it's hot at the yes. Cabaret. We have uh, lobster ravioli. We've got costumes. It's a whole situation. And an original K-Funk Christmas song. Nice. It's going to be a banger. Um, so uh, thank you for joining me on uh, the First City Forum. Uh, brought to by Providence Properties in Southeast Alaska Orthopedics. And please consider donating uh, to Loud and Queer Magazine. That's on a loudandqueerketchacan.com or through their Venmo, Loud and Queer Ketchikan. Um, I think that's all I have. Have a good day. Baby, it's cold outside and I'm going to go and have some coffee at 55 North. I can't Ooh. wait. They, are, they have such good food. You they know do. what? The last couple of times, people have bought my favorite items before I could get there. Joe... You got to get there early. I got to get there early. But you know what? I'm a procrastinator, Ryan. You know, I usually go around like 8.30 and I get their oh sticky God, buns. 8.30? It's like, it's like right when the sticky buns come out. But, but you work right across the, <laughs> the, the, the street, though. Okay, that's, that's good. Anyways, don't tease me, Ryan. All right, guys. Bye. <laughs>